Welcome to Zurich's Risk Insight Series on Coronavirus, what businesses need to know now. Hi, I'm Jerry Kane, Vice President of Cyber Risk Engineering at Zurich North America. In this segment, we will explore some of the issues that businesses may face in transitioning employees and businesses as a whole back to the workplace in the wake of COVID-19. From a cybersecurity standpoint, the move back to a work setting for employees should not be the challenge that transitioning to work from home may have been for many organizations. Network security in the workspace is already in place and employees are quite familiar and at ease working in the work environment. Instead, I think that organizations should take some lessons learned from the COVID-19 pandemic and use that information to shore up potential weak spots in their cybersecurity program. I'm not talking about security over remote access the use of multi-factor authentication and VPNs. By now, these issues should have been addressed, but if they haven't, of course, you should take care of that now. But it seems to me that the greatest lesson we should take away from the pandemic has to do with preparedness. What we have witnessed over the last three months is crisis response on a global level taken to its extreme. Every business, local, county, and state government, and even individuals were forced into some form of crisis management. Some were able to respond better than others. One of the reasons that many were not prepared for the pandemic and did not respond well was because they believed that something like this will never happen. In the work I do on a daily basis, I hear that phrase over and over. Organizations rationalize living with less than optimal cybersecurity because we are too small to attract hackers or we don't have anything that anyone would want to steal. As to the first statement, surely we now understand that something like this can happen, and certainly the results can be catastrophic. As to the second statement, you don't have to possess something that a hacker wants to steal. All you have to have is an opening, some vulnerability that allows a bad guy entry, and he will exploit that opportunity to interrupt business and maybe even demand a ransom. So as we transition back to normal operations, this may be a great time to reevaluate your approach to cybersecurity as a whole and cyber resilience in particular, while drawing some comparisons to what the world has experienced in the pandemic. Using the National Institute of Standards and Technology or NIST cybersecurity framework as a guide, let's consider the first risk category of identify. In the businesses we manage, one of the first objectives of cybersecurity is to understand your assets. Ask yourself, what do I have that needs to be protected? What are my high value and high criticality assets? What are the risks and vulnerabilities associated with those assets? Where are those assets located? In the cloud? On premises? Do I have all my assets accounted for in an inventory? And do I verify that inventory regularly? I don't think it would be too controversial to state that when the crisis hit, many entities found themselves without a full understanding of the assets they possessed and what they still needed. Assets including hospital beds, ventilators, usable test kits and procedures, and personal protective equipment, often called PPE. The result was a scramble over a long period of time to acquire the assets necessary to address the situation. Again, following the NIST framework, once your assets have been identified, risk assessed, and ranked for criticality, what protective controls do you have over those assets? 
In the towns, cities, and states that we live in, there are healthcare systems, networks of healthcare providers, nursing homes, pharmacies, and other components, all geared to providing protection to our country's most valuable assets, people. How about in your business? Are your most critical assets, such as data, hardware, software, and even business processes, provided the protection that is in line with their importance? Do you segment critical assets or encrypt data? Do you educate your employees about security and their role in maintaining it? Do you provide them with the proper amount of access to your IT assets? The third risk category in the NIST framework is detect. And there you need to ask the question, how do I know when something bad might be happening? How do we continuously monitor for indicators of compromise within our networks? In the pandemic, we had the World Health Organization acting as a parallel to a managed security services provider, or MSSP, or a security operations center, or SOC, for the network of countries around the world. Their job is to detect the initial outbreak and alert the rest of the world to the danger. How would you assess your own ability to detect potentially malicious activity in your own network? <clears throat> Are you engaging a third-party MSSP? Are they performing up to your expectations? If you are doing your own monitoring, is it complete and effective? Are you monitoring your most valuable or risky assets closely enough? Are you processing all of the right information? Do you even know what malicious behavior looks like or how to find it? And now we get to the good part, response and recovery. Let's take a look at what NIST suggests as good practice in this area and consider how we handle response and recovery in our networks versus how the various governmental units handled theirs. First, do you have a documented incident response plan for your network? Has it been reviewed for adequacy recently? Does it clearly define roles and responsibilities for all participants? Does it include procedures for identification, containment, eradication, recovery, and lessons learned? Have you planned how you will communicate information about the incident to internal and external audiences? Have you lined up and perhaps even contracted with third parties for, for technical response services that you don't have in-house? Have you considered a black swan event in your workplace? That is an unexpected catastrophic event that forces a complete shutdown of the network and its services. As rare as black swan events may be, they do occur. Everyone can remember the first outbreak of ransomware just a few years ago and how it caused the complete shutdown of some global networks. Even some companies with what might be considered very good cybersecurity was severely impacted. Why? Because they did not contemplate such an event and therefore did not build a response plan for effectiveness against a black swan event. Your incident response plan is not complete until it contemplates and prepares for one. Finally, with respect to response and recovery, testing your plans is incredibly important. If you have a plan, but it has not been tested for several years, it is very likely to be missing some details that will impact its usefulness when it really counts in an actual cybersecurity event. If you test the plan regularly, minimally once a year, and update the plan based on lessons learned both from tests and actual events, your experience in actual events will probably be much less painful than if you do not test the plan regularly. 
In closing, the COVID-19 pandemic of 2020 was real, not a test. And the lessons learned from the event are real and painful. The phrase, never let a good crisis go to waste, has been repeated in a cynical manner many times, but I believe that it has some value in the context of current events. Cities, states, and the federal government will certainly be revisiting their pandemic crisis management policies and procedures in the near term. Wouldn't this also be a good time to revisit your crisis, risk management, and incident response procedures? Thank you for joining me in this segment of Zurich's Risk Insights on Coronavirus, What Businesses Need to Know Now. Stay safe and stay secure.